0: This is the Education Exchange with Paul Peterson. I am the senior editor at Education Next. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Two uh, major surveys of public opinion have appeared uh, recently. Uh, One is the Education Next survey, which uh, has been administered for uh, the past dozen years. Uh, And the second is a poll administered by PDK, a distinguished education journal that has been administering a poll to a representative sample of the American population for nearly half a century. On a recent podcast, we discussed the findings from the Education Next poll. Uh, Today, I'd like to uh, invite Joshua Starr, uh, PDK's Chief Executive Officer, and the person who takes a lead role in the preparation of the poll to discuss the results uh, from their survey. So, uh, Josh, thank you for joining me on the Education Exchange. Well, thanks
1: so much for having me on, Paul. Appreciate the opportunity to uh, to discuss our shared results.
0: Well, Josh, uh, before uh, we get into the specifics of your findings, would you uh, please explain to our listeners a little bit about how you do your survey and uh, what your sample size is, and so forth? Sure. So
1: we have an advisory panel, uh, and we work with the advisory panel. Um, to think through what the major issues are um, in public education these days and what's on people's minds. Um, we also try to gather longitudinal data um, because we do have 50 years' worth. We want to we show trends. Um, and then we work with Langer Research Associates um, to design our poll. Uh, we sample a little more than 1,000 adults this year, which we, and we oversample For parents um, because we really want to make sure that we get the parent voice in Um, and we also a few years ago we started oversampling to make sure we can capture non-white parents as well Um, so that would include black uh, and Hispanic and we do it over a couple days um, both in English and Spanish. Um, We work with GFK Custom Research uh, and we we do it in May, Um, results come back, we write a report and get it out in the public on our website.
0: Well, GFK is the same uh, organization with which we do our survey, so uh, we have sort of converged on where we think is the best way to gather data on public opinion. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, well, one of the um, questions that uh, you explored that uh, Education Next did not explore was this very hot topic, uh, safety in in schools. And... uh, what do you think is your most interesting finding in your uh, look at the school safety question?
1: Yes, yeah, so we actually decided to, for the first time to release those data um, earlier than we usually do because it was just so timely. So I think what, one of the most um, interesting aspects of that those results were one, that a lot of folks don't feel schools are safe. Um, now, part of that, is the uh, correlation between when we asked the question and the tragedy of the Parkland shooting, and it came right afterwards. So um, 65% of our parents said that um, they felt their school, they fear for the child safety at schools, um, which was pretty high. Frankly, uh, yeah, much higher, higher than,
0: than five years ago, wasn't it? Is it was a big well, yeah, step it was on, actually yeah. higher
1: in 2013, and that was right after there had been another school shooting. So, the fact of the matter is, um, uh, I'm sorry, the the uh, I should have said that in the opposite way. Um, the 65 percent uh, do not fear for their child's safety, but 34 percent do fear for the child's safety. So, let me correct that. Paul, I apologize. 34 oh, okay. percent yep. do feel, yep, which is yep. about the same as, um, t- as uh, 20 years ago, right after shootings in, in Arkansas and, and Oregon, um, so it, it is we, we wonder if the result if the high result of parents fearing for the child's safety at school is related to the mass shooting that happened um, in Parkland right before that. because uh, pre- you know, five years ago it had been about twelve percent. So that's that's one thing. Um, that we found compelling. But more interesting, um, I think, is the actions that folks want to see schools take. And despite the push by policymakers and others to arm teachers, um, the American public does not want teachers armed. Um, They want to see armed police in schools. They want to see mental health screening. They want to see metal detectors but they really don't support the idea that armed teachers and staff um, is, a, is an adequate solution uh, to school um, security issues or concerns. So you know, one of the things we always try to do in our poll is tease out those areas um, where we can interpret the differences between uh, what the policymakers may be pushing and what the practitioners and the parents want.
0: Well, I noticed, uh, too, that there was a substantial difference between white and non-white opinion on the safety question.
1: We we, did, we certainly did see some differences there. Um, we saw differences in household income. Um, and uh, while everybody supports mental health screening, for the most part, there are some differences um, uh, between demographic groups. And that's why we always encourage people to go on the website, um, as I know you do as well, to kind of see um, uh, see those differences, but, you know, urban parents and non-whites and those without college degrees, um, uh, are more fearful, more fearful for the child safety of schools. Um, so that's, it's, it's one of the, one of the differences we see in, uh, in, in our, in our data. Yeah.
0: yeah. So then you also looked at school spending and, and teacher salaries and, uh, and I noticed that uh, you found, uh, as we did, that uh, support for uh, increasing teacher salaries uh, w- it went up this year from where it had been.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when we ask an open-ended question of what's the biggest issue concerning um, education in your community, funding has been number one for uh, probably a good 20 years or so um, funding is absolutely on people's minds um, a few years ago When we asked people we sort of did a forced choice um, Around what they would spend funding on uh, increased uh, uh, funding on and there was a lot of support for spending it on teachers right teacher salaries um, and hiring more teachers um, last year when we asked about it, um, about increased funding for wraparound services like mental health and after-school programs, there was significant support for that. And this year, you know, it's all about teacher pay, um, as you found as well, right? People, they, they value and trust their teachers. They have confidence in their, in their local schools. They want to see their teachers paid more. Um, and the question, of course, as you well know, is when, when, when a, you know, the politician is going to catch up to what
0: the people want. Yeah. Now, I'm wondering if that um, was due in part to uh, the fact that your poll, as did our poll, went out uh, shortly after some of those teacher strikes that got a lot of publicity around the country uh, on just exactly yeah. this issue.
1: Yeah. I, and as you well know, it's always hard to tease out, you know, um, what's going on in the public these days and what's in the media. And I'm sure there was some um, that, you know, that there's some influence of. The strikes uh, and an increased attention that teacher pay is getting. Uh, I, it, it, it must influence the poll results in some way.
0: Yeah, well, I was also uh, struck by the fact that uh, the support for teacher strikes is, is, is surprisingly high. Uh, we found that, and, and you found that, that uh, the public really uh, doesn't uh, turn against the teachers if they go out on strike.
1: Yeah. So you know what I found really interesting about that? Um, not only did uh, uh, was there support there, although I will say that some of the um, some of the conversation that's been coming out recently about how the media has been covering it uh, and the absence of. The voice in there um, of of the people who are most affected by the strikes, I think that's really compelling. We need to learn a lot more about why people feel this. But I thought the regional differences were interesting. In that, Southerners are more likely than Northeasterners and Midwesterners to support a teacher strike for higher pay. And Northeasterners and Midwesterners, of course, have um, you know those states have a, have greater union presences. Now they also have higher teacher salaries, at least in the Northeast. Um, so I wonder if that, how that plays into it. Uh, but the support in the South, I thought, was was interesting.
0: Yeah. Well, we are finding in our data that the support for teacher strikes and for higher pay is greater in those parts of the country where teacher salaries are currently on the low side. Yeah. Which only yeah. makes sense, so, you
1: know. That, yeah. yeah, that does make sense. But it's not it's not correlated necessarily with what had always been a traditional union presence. I mean, I think about you know the power of the unions in the Northeast. I think about it in the Midwest. Um, so I don't, I don't know.
0: Yeah, you know, there's plenty plenty to explore there. Now, you also yeah. report that more than half of the adults say their children are getting a worse education than they had experienced when they were students. Now, how do you interpret that? Are, are people yeah, just so, living you know, in the past, or what, what's going on here? I, so
1: I think I think it's, it's an interesting, um, you know, some things folks feel— are better today, and some things folks feel are worse. So they think that schools today are better at college preparation, educating all abilities and backgrounds, encouraging critical thinking. They're not as good in um, the public's eye when it comes to things like work preparation, teaching facts and figures, and interpersonal skills. Um, So, I I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I like, I find these data to be really interesting, but I also think that it requires a lot more conversation at the local level about, A, do people really know what's happening in schools, and B, you know, what what's the most important, um, and, you know, are facts and figures even the most important thing to teach these days, or is work preparation the most important thing to teach these days when you need a college degree in order to you know, um, get a living wage job in in most places, and people really want to see their kids going to college. So I I think it's interesting. Um, I don't know that – I think folks oftentimes look at the past through rose-colored glasses, right, and say, well, things were better in my day.
0: Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that PDK has done over the years that has really been a valuable contribution has been the steady asking of the question – uh, do you give your school a grade of A, B, C, D, or F? And you ask that about the nation's schools and local schools and the child schools, and um, it's it's really uh, amazing that the trend line you have over a very long period of time. So you know, to be honest, we just we just copycat you on that one because right. it's fun to see whether or not we get the same results that you do, and we match you pretty much uh, every time.
1: Yeah, well, that's good. I know, and I'm I'm glad you do because it's always good to triangulate the data, right? And try to do that. And again, this is you know what we what we saw a couple of years when we um, did some cross tabs with this is that the the people people who are more involved in their school and more engaged in their school and have a better sort of relationship with their school are more likely to give the school an A and are all also more likely to support an increase in local taxes that goes directly to schools. So in in my interpretation this is really about the sort of relationship theory, right? That the more I know you, the more the closer relationship I have, the more I feel you you respect me and we're involved together, the more likely I am to feel good about you. If you're really far away from me, I may, you know n- not so much. Um, but you know we, we're going to keep asking this one and see if there are any changes. And we also know there are a lot of public school advocates out there who, um, who tend to use this, uh, this, this um, result a lot. Well, advocacy. yeah,
0: and, and, and this difference between local uh, schools and the nation's schools, which at one level seems like a, it, it's a contradiction because you are asking about the same schools, right? Because the uh, sum total of all local schools is the nation's school so it's sort of confusing finding but I think your point about oh, you feel better about things closer to you it's also could be that people get information about the nation from the press and the press is always negative in its storyline right It tells you about the disasters elsewhere not about the good things happening around the country
1: right well so when we ask local schools we actually ask um, the schools in your community Right? So we say your oldest child schools, the schools in your community and then the public school and nations as a whole. Um, and you know, look, part of this I think, it also depends on the size of the school district, but you know, many times people feel very attached to the school that they have chosen to live near. You know, and oftentimes that's an opposition to another school. I want to live in this part of town because this school is supposedly much better. So not even know anything about the other school you know acro- across the town but they just feel like you know what i i must have made the right choice in purchasing the house that i that i chose and, and in putting my kid in the school
0: yeah that's certainly so. true now i did notice a slight decline um was it a five percentage point decline in the evaluation of the local schools the percent giving an a or a B is that. Is it, did you yeah did you notice this that?
1: year it did go down slightly if I, I think you might be correct I, I think it did go down slightly
0: yeah, yeah. so I mean I don't. maybe it could be just a blip. be hard to tell on any one thing yeah it's something hard to, to tell you know something to yeah. uh, keep 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 an eye on uh, right so uh, But then you found out also that uh, only 46% of Americans want their child to pursue a career in teaching, which is down from 70% in 2009 now. Why do you think the interest in teaching has fallen off so sharply?
1: You know, so we um, actually analyzed uh, and show in our report the um, open-ended question. Uh, You know, we asked people to comment, and we got a lot of comments, I think a little more than 500. And I think it kind of ranged between two things to just kind of summarize it, right? One is financial viability, right? And people actually say crappy pay, right? You just, you know, you struggle to make ends meet. Um, income isn't enough to raise a family. And then the other is the sort of what I call the kids these days kind of bucket you know that oh god schools are you know violent and kids are disrespectful and they're on their iPhones all the time and you know that kind of stuff I and mean, the kid, teachers aren't treated well so most of the the um the the open-ended comments fell into those two categories um and I think you know the the pay issue uh is the most significant one you know I mean look I've I have three kids of my own. I would love for them to go into education, but I would also worry about how they would have a, you know, economically feasible existence, um, you know, depending on where they live. And and I think that that a lot of folks feel that way. And people really respect teachers. So there's uh, some contradictions here.
0: Definitely. So finally, I'm just going to ask you about your uh, school start time, uh, because yeah. that's always a fun question. Uh, since there's been a lot of conflict, at least uh, here in Boston, over that, and I think around the country. Uh, so, what do you? When do people want school to begin?
1: So, um, people are pretty much happy with their school times, right? For the most part, I mean, nearly all parents, ninety-two percent, say the current school start and end times work very or somewhat well with their family schedules, right? Um, and, you know, but but it doesn't mean that folks wouldn't want to see some changes um, if, if it kind of worked out for them, uh, but, you know, 64% of um, high school, parents of high school students um, want school, you know, they're fine with a 7 to 7.45 start, 36% want 8 a.m. or later. Um, you know, so we're... People are pretty much, I don't think parents really feel this compelling need to change the start time. Having been through the battle as Superintendent Montgomery County, and I just wrote about it in my um, most recent um, uh, column, uh, which is on our website. um, You know, there's a rabid group of parents who say that changing school start times is the most important thing you can do. But most people are silent but reasonable. And just kind of feel like, you know what, it's not that big a deal. Sure, it would be great if it changed, but I'm not really going to worry about it. And it works for me and my family. And, you know, it's it's just not the most important thing.
0: You well, know? I've been speaking with Joshua Starr, Chief Executive Officer of PDK, an education journal that conducts an annual survey of public opinion about a broad range of education issues. Uh, thank you, Josh, for joining me on the Education Exchange.
1: Well, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: I've enjoyed the conversation. I am Paul Peterson. This is the Education Exchange. Please join me for our new Education Exchange podcast, released on the Education X website every Monday at noon Eastern time. Thank you for joining me.